Welcome to the Sales Career Leveling Podcast. Each show is dedicated to the sales professionals that are driven to advance their professional sales careers. Whether that be growing in their sales, management, or leadership roles, or climbing any part of the sales org chart. Each week, we'll be discussing sales, sales management, and sales executive leadership topics, as well as the sales career advancement, best and worst practices we should all be aware of. All right, so today we've got Harry Hardman on the call, on the on the podcast, and uh, happy to be chatting with somebody that is probably going to be able to provide some insight on the what it takes to advance in your sales career, which is kind of the premise of this show. So, Harry, welcome to the Sales Career Leveling Podcast. Thank you, Michael. It's re- it really is a pleasure to be here today. Thank you for the opportunity. Uh, I guess what I'd like to do is you know, start off with giving us a bit of, a, uh, of an introduction of where sure. you're at and, and uh, what you do. Who am I, what do I do, and why am I here? So, yeah, my name yeah. is Harry Hardman. I'm the uh, senior VP of sales for a company called Sales Talk Technologies. And Sales Talk is a sales um, effectiveness tool that helps salespeople say the right thing at the right time uh, throughout the sales oh, cycle yeah. using our, our artificial intelligence software. So I'm, I'm all about Very trying cool. to make salespeople more effective and relevant. Yeah, right on. And one of the biggest questions that I always had when I was in sales what do you say when and, and, and when do you say it? Well, you know, especially today, right? Because all of us are inside salespeople today, right? And yep. if, you know, most of us are only able to talk like this, right? Virtually, um, you can't, uh, and I'm, you know, you can tell I'm more than, I'm over 25, right? So I'll be alluding to stuff <laughs> that some people may have to hit their history books on, but, uh, you know, it's <laughs> used to be able to sell off the wall, which means if you went into somebody's office, you could tell based on yeah. you know, if they had uh, you know golf stuff in there, if they were a fisherman or whatever. So you could you could you know pretty easily um, uh, try to find a common thread with them. But today, right uh, between virtual backgrounds and virtual presence, yep. and blah blah blah, what you say, how you say it, and how relevant you are to that person uh, initially and throughout the conversation is the difference yeah. between an okay and a click. So. It's yep. really important today. Yeah, definitely. I always uh, said that I was always hunting for my number one and my, my most favorite answer was yes, but my close second was no. And, uh, you know, I was always hoping to say the right things to get to the one that I wanted most. Um, yeah. So I'm curious, though, how did you how did you get into sales to begin with? Well, that's a good question. You know, originally I wanted to be like Darren Stevens on Bewitch, right? I always thought being an advertising guy was the coolest thing. You know, you got to go do the all the lunches and, you know, you have the cocktails and all that stuff. It was the 60s, yeah. right? So all that stuff was allowed. And, um, but, uh, you know, I got married very young and I had my family very early. And, and uh, one of my dad's friends who, uh, my dad was in the apparel business and the guy that was the vice president of sales then, you know, I, he was one of my dad's best friends. And so I grew up with him too. And I, I asked him, I said, uh, so why, why do you do sales as opposed to, cause my dad was in advertising and he said, you know, I'll, I'll give you an example. He said, you know, if you guys need a new refrigerator, 
your dad has got to save, you know, cause he only, he's only on a salary. So he's got to save month after month after month until he can, um, can afford to get that new refrigerator. I'm in sales. So I figure yeah. out how much does that refrigerator cost? How much do I have to go to sell to afford that refrigerator? And I make my wife happy because I don't have to save anything. I just go make more money. And so right. that resonated with me. It's, it's a story I've told for a long period of time, but um, you know, it was, it was the easiest way for me to, uh, to provide for my family. And, and I ended up being good at it and, and I made it a profession. Right on, man. The uh, VARCOM variable compensation was uh, something that was very attractive to me when I jumped into sales myself. Well, you know, I was never really a math guy, but I know percentages like crazy. So <laughs> I learned yeah, that. How much do I keep? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Variable right comp is, is a big deal. Yep. And, and uh, it can be a headache uh, every every uh, January or depending on when your organization kicks off this year sure. to try and figure out, you know, what you need to sell uh, and how you're going to be compensated on that. Because that, that's ultimately what is driving a, a certain behavior. If you, if you compensate more aggressively in you know, software versus services, then you know that's where your, your sales executives are going to focus their efforts. Well, you know, as, as, as a sales leader, right, that's what you really focus on. You want, you want to uh, incentivize behavior uh, from a compensation perspective. And as yeah. a sales, as a sales, um, um, as an individual contributor, you try to figure ways to beat the system and to maximize it. So it's always yeah, always a cat and mouse deal, right? So um, I've I've seen it from both sides of the equation. Yep. Now you've been in senior. You you've been holding uh, uh, sales leadership positions for some time. How did you make the jump? from an IC or individual contributor type position into my assumption is first step was sales management. Is that right? Absolutely. So it was about 20, 20 some odd years ago. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where, why did I ever take that call? Because I was, I was really doing well as a salesperson, <laughs> but um, I worked for a company called Nortel. You probably have heard of them before, right? The big telecommunications yeah. company. And I was working in a cross-functional role with a couple of different um, um, technologies. And we were coming together to provide a big a solution for our mutual customer. And um, the guy who was the, the senior VP of one of the other divisions, I guess he liked the way I was, you know, comporting, because I was the, the, the rep in charge, you know, so I was kind of marshalling the resources and, and, and really mm -hmm. putting the strategy together. And we were, we were successful. We won, it was about a billion dollar contract. So it was a pretty big deal. And he approached me afterwards and I made sure I didn't accept it until after I got paid for it. But, uh, uh, you know, he said, Hey, would you, would you consider, you know, coming to work as a manager for me? And um, it was about, you know, it had been about 18 years into my, into my um, career. And I thought, you know, now's the time to do it. Cause you know, uh, if I'm going to do it, I can always go back, but I, I, it was that, that the whole thing like the Wizard of Oz, you know, what's behind the magic curtain, you know, um, and then you open up the curtain, you're seeing, oh, geez, it's just the old guy that's, that's doing a lot of levers, right? But um, today, I, I've been, you know, a different couple, couple different levels of, of sales leadership. 
and I really, I really derive a lot of pleasure out of helping new salespeople get better. That's, that's what I really enjoy about that evolution, right? Not only making yeah. salespeople, but you know, sales managers better. The Sales Career Leveling Podcast is brought to you by Zag Works your premier sales recruiting firm dedicated to helping sales leadership executives recruit the best sales talent for their teams. We are the guarantee protecting you from costly sales, sales management, and sales leadership mishires. Connect with Michael G. Cox at zagworks.com and let's explore what a top sales recruiting team can help you build. That's a big shift moving from individual contributor to to sales manager um and there there are there's a great book on on this topic called the accidental sales manager um there are lots of individuals that think that their their earnings are just going to do this you know great beautiful hockey stick of earnings and and more often than not you, you don't see that in your first second year of managing a team so that really shouldn't be the motivation. And yet, that's typically what I see people going after is, I am a, an individual contributor. I want to be a sales manager because then I'm going to have people selling for me. Uh, I'm curious, what was the, uh, the most difficult adjustment in, in making that transition? Well, I think there's three big ones. Number one is you're no longer responsible just for yourself, right? You're responsible for mm-hmm. others and, you know, your work ethic, the things that make you successful or unsuccessful are unique to you. Right now, my success relies on the work ethics, the successful traits or the unsuccessful traits of others. And so that's that's a very difficult thing to, you know, yes, ideally. Well, I got five people selling for me today. Well, yeah but my quota was less than one fifth of what it is today. So now I have to make sure that, you know, all five people are hitting on all cylinders or I'm, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. Right. The upside is not nearly as high because you're, you know, you're, you're, it's that variable comp you talked about, right. Um, being, you know, making a commission uh, on a million dollar uh, quota versus a 10 or a hundred million dollar quota is significantly different. And yep. you know, the, the other thing that I realized it was very difficult for me when you go from being one of the one of the the, the guys or gals to to being their manager, um, is that that real hard realization is that you can you have to be friendly to them, but they're not your friends anymore, right? And so mm-hmm. it's a different it's a different relationship, and that can cause a lot of angst, you know, because like oh come on man, you know two weeks ago you were just you know we were having you know we we're having lunch and you were you were complaining as much as everybody else. And now you're the manager. So now you're taking up this yeah. whole thing, right? So it, it, it is, it, it is an evolution, right? And so, and the last thing, which is difficult for me is you need to act more senior. You need to think about things more holistically, right? Um, mm-hmm. Not that, not that you have to be a, a, a company guy um, the, the whole way, but this is, this is the, uh, this is the very, um, real truth about leadership is you have your conversations and your disagreements going north. You never, and, and once, once that's been determined, 
all the southbound communication, you have to, you know, you pretty much have to tow the company line. Now, that's not yep. being Pollyannish. Uh, you can disagree with it. Um, and you need to be an advocate for your reps at all times. But you have to understand that, man, this was not my decision, but it's my responsibility to make sure it's being rolled out like that. Uh, yeah, I love that point. There, um, there is a, uh, a, a group that I, I has helped me a ton in my career. It's called Manager Tools. Check them out um, if you're listening to this. But one of the many, many takeaways that I had from uh, from the individuals that run that that uh, not just podcast, but that um, that group, that consulting practice, um, is you kill all alternatives. Once it has been decided that we're going with option number one or five or 12, whatever it may be, you must, your marching orders are to, as you mentioned, toe the line, and we're going to move forward with that um, in the same direction. And anything less than towing the line, it, it will, you're sabotaging the goal of the organization. So, and, and you want to say that a lot, right? And sometimes you have to, because if it's um, the one thing you have to maintain too is credibility with your salespeople, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if, if you're doing nothing but the, but the company line without um, acknowledging that, Hey, may, this may be silly, or this is, you know, this presents this challenge, then you lose total credibility with your team, yeah. but you have to, yeah. it has to be effective communication you have the same conversation. Look, let's get it out. This is boom, boom, boom. Let's get it all off your chest. Okay, we're going after you know option one or five or twelve, whatever. And this is what we're going to do. Understood. Yep. Let's go. So um, it's 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 hard. It's hard mm -hmm. uh, because um, it's it's an ever changing thing, right? Especially mm -hmm. this last year, we've seen dynamic changes in how people buy, how people uh, work you know, how we live our lives, all kinds of things. Nobody could have seen this a year ago. And so how do you, mm -hmm. you know, how do you manage towards the uh, unmanageable? It's difficult. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, now, to, to share some more actionable information with the audience, um, I, what I'd like to get into is when you, as a sales leadership executive, are actively hiring on one of your teams. What do you look for? Let's say initially, let, let's, let's talk about first, what is it that you're looking for in a sales individual contributor? So, yeah, I look for three things, um, progress, consistency, and results. So what do I mean by those attributes, right? So uh, we all start somewhere. Right. And, and uh, progression, ha progression happens to different people, uh, it, 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 you know, different links and different times. But, you know, you want to see some progressiveness in there. You know, uh, if it's a, if it's an early career person, there's only going to be so much progress. Right. If you're talking about someone with three to five years, five to seven years, depending on the role. Right. The more senior the role, the more the expectations are. OK, where have you. How have you progressed in, in your in your career so far? Uh, the other thing is consistency, right? If you see somebody for the last 10 years has had nine jobs, 
it's nine months and out, nine months and out, nine months and out, yeah. right? What's what's to make sure you know that I'm not going to be Mr. Ten Month, right? Because there, <laughs> there's been a consistent there's been a consistent pattern of behavior, and yeah. we all make we all make unfortunate. Well, I want to say unfortunate. We all make decisions that nece- didn't necessarily pan out. Not every company that I've worked for was was the right decision. It was I thought it was, uh, but for whatever instance, it wasn't. But if that yeah. happens over and over and over again, then that's that's a really big warning sign to me because I don't I don't need mm-hmm. any more practice. And that and that person has had way too much practice. The last one's results, right? Not everybody's going to be a superstar. But you know, we we live by the sword and die by the sword, right? We're 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 judged on our numbers. So um, you know, I, I want to see a, a certain level certain level of of sustained success. Um, yeah. And that, you know, so those are the three key things that I look for. Now, what about uh, you know one of the issues that I am experiencing quite often, and and in my current role where I am an independent sales recruiter, and we search for sales executives and and sales managers and individual contributors. But also when I was on the corporate side, sales management individuals, professionals, were really difficult to find. I should say good sales managers were really hard to find. Any insight as to why it is that we struggle to build or find or make sales managers? Well, you know, we've been talking for what twenty minutes now, so I'm I'm pretty proud of myself because it's going to be my first sports analogies. That's pretty pretty long. All right, time, right. So um, I, I think one of the analogies that I like to bring is that we we've gone from uh, when I started out, it was more like Major League Baseball, right? It was the farm system, right? And so companies would um, they would go out to colleges, and I, and I spent most of my career in technology, so I'm just going to use it from my personal experience. So companies yep. like Hewlett, Hewlett Packard, IBM, um, companies that are no longer in existence, like digital equipment and all those, but you know, HP and, and IBM are still here. They would go out and recruit college, you know, college seniors, and they would invest the first year with them, was spent training, six months in school, yep. six months working with a uh, uh, with an you know a senior rep, right before they went out yep. on their own. And so there was a there was a um, you know there was a continual growing program, right? The people you know taking them from beginning reps to senior reps, um, you know there was a whole methodology, like I said, going from AAA to AA, single A, right, all, all the way up to the majors. Um, now everything's the NFL. It's all about free agency, right? So I hire for a position. There is no mentorship per se. Right. So people have to get their experience uh, off the cuff and and, you know, it's it's situationally available. But there really isn't a lot of places that uh, companies companies will make that ongoing investment in you to help, you know, make it, um, you know, help make yourself more viable for that next level. And so I think that's that's the biggest challenge is. Companies don't do that anymore. So you have to really find a good mentor to help help you help you do that. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's um, there are organizations, there are groups external to an organization where you can invest your own time, your own money 
to develop yourself into that next career. But you're right, we're not seeing that as often. I, you know, the, the General Electrics of the world and the and, and IBMs and and the, these larger organizations, whereas um, they would develop an individual and make massive investments in that individual, knowing that that individual is going to stick around for five, 10, 15 years, or much longer in many cases, uh, that, that's almost become in, in lots of organizations, a thing of the past. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to say, but there, there's a total lack of loyalty on both sides. Right. So um, it's just, it just is what it is today. And so again, mm -hmm. it's a free agency mentality. I'm going to pay you. I'm going to pay you well, but I expect you to be able to start, right? I'm not going to train you the position. You know, I'll I'll, I'll give you, uh, and again, I'll have to I'll have to stay with the uh, the sports analogy, right? But it's like here's the yeah. playbook, but I expect you I expect you to already know the position to run the plays that we run. Yes, I'll give you some time to to get up to speed, but there's yeah. there's there's really no, that's about it. That's about the support, mm -hmm. right? And so there's not that nurturing, there's not that, uh, you know, bringing people along. And I think that's why it's really become a challenge, you know, especially for, um, you know, for, for introductory sales managers. It's, it's tough because that's, that's probably the toughest job uh, in a company is a first line salesperson. I'm a sales manager mm -hmm. and um, it's a thankless job. It's kind of like being a second lieutenant in the army, right? So yeah, yeah. you're an officer, but you're, you know, you're down in the trenches and, it's it's a lot of tactics and not a lot of strategy. So, mm -hmm. absolutely, yeah, it's not easy. And I, I it's I've seen many individuals struggle with that. Um, the biggest issue that I've seen in in sales management uh, for individuals that that migrate into that position and um, during their first two or three years, almost act as though they are the the closing rep. You know, they have they have their team of six, their team of eight or five, whatever that team size may be, that are going out and developing opportunities. And then you have a, a sales manager bouncing to each one closing opportunities. Um, rather than what I've seen as being more ideal is being able to develop your past success as a sales rep in your team of six or however large that, that team may be. So it requires a massive amount of not monthly or weekly training, but daily training, pre-call, post-call analysis and, and digging into the what to say and how to say it and when to say it. And so it, it, uh, there's a definite gap in, in that uh, capability that I've seen. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's always been, you know, so first of all, you're absolutely right. That's the only way you're going to scale, right, is making each person successful in their own way. And oh, by the way, the challenge is everybody's unique and your selling style is going to probably be different than mine. Right. And so I can't create six, you know, alter egos. I have yep. to I, I have to be able to look at how does this person sell? What is their personality like? What makes them successful? How can I, yeah. you know, what works? And this is, you know, for any sales leader, find the best thing, you know, what play works the best for you 
And how can I most easily replicate that throughout the whole team, right? Find that one play or that one solution or that one whatever and build off of that. And I think, you know, people start throwing a lot of stuff at the wall and, and, and you know, they, they try to do the double reverses before they learn how to just hand off or that type of stuff. And it just, it leads to utter chaos. And the other chaos. challenge today yeah. is we're all doing remote. So I don't get a chance to ride along with you, right? And, and do a pre-call or a post-call analysis. Unless I'm invited to the Zoom, then I can listen to it. And there's some advantages to that because I can be, you know, I can be, uh, you know, chatting with you, uh, slacking you on the on the sidebar or something along those lines. Yeah. It's not it's it's not the same, and it's it's a challenge for sales sales managers. So we we have to evolve uh, along with uh, the circumstances. Yeah, definitely. This has certainly eliminated the possibility to manage over someone's shoulder. Yeah. Um, so th there has to be an evolution there. Um, because, you know, let's say we do move back to the way things were uh, around this time last year. Um, if, uh, if we wait for that to happen, we're losing valuable selling time. Um, and, and we just can't wait. So evolution has to happen quickly. Well, you know, the work from home genie's out of the bottle, right? I mean, um... I don't know what it's going to look like a year from now, right? I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm praying that we're all not hold, you know, um, hold up in our houses. I hope we can go back to some semblance of reality. Um, yep. But there's just there's just too many economies of scale of working from the house, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I think I think what we're going to see is is kind of a hybrid of, um, you know, there's going to be certain companies and and certain lines of business where they need to go to a you know, to an office or building and that type of stuff. I think a lot of people are going to say, you know what, I really kind of like, I like being able to work from my house, but, you know, I need to go back in once a week for a team meeting or something along those lines. So I'd see, you know, like yeah. executive suites or that type of stuff probably coming in. So it's going to, you know, it's, like I said, the genie's out of the bottle. So what worked a year ago is not going to work in the future. Right. It's, mm -hmm. it's just going to it's going to continue to evolve. And yep. you know, that, that's what makes salespeople salespeople is the ability to innovate. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, and, and, and come up with the solution based on innovation. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And yeah, you've got to have that elasticity uh, to last in, in any career. It doesn't have to be just sales. So I think, yeah, I mean, so we all are salespeople. Right. Whether we sell goods and services or we're, we're, we're selling our unique ability to add to an organization. If we're selling ourselves mm -hmm. or a product or a service, we're all salespeople and we all need yep. to, you know, um, we are the best product. You know, we're going to know our product better than anybody else. Right. So selling yourself and your value added to the organization, irrespective of what your title is or your job function is job one for you. That's how you're, that's how you, your career is going to be successful. Yep. So a lot of I think, people. Yes, we are all in sales, whether we're in sales or not. But I think there are, you know, the, others are in a more transactional type sale. I'm going to yep. provide, I'm going to trade my heartbeats and my talent for that uh, pay rate. And, and then sales is much more consultative. Um, 
So we're talking about the uh, the coronavirus. We're currently at the end of January as we're recording this January of 2021. What uh, how has the 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 Rona um, affected sales talk technologies in the past almost 12 months now? Well, it's 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 definitely had uh, you know pluses and minuses, right? So it, it, it's affected our our growth pattern, right? We had to figure out. Um, you know, it's, it's always a challenge finding who's who at the zoo, but who's who at the zoo at their house, right? So, um, you know, being able to actually find yeah. the decision makers, contacting them, because guess what? Uh, a business phone number is, is totally irrelevant today, right? So how do you effectively get on people's radar? Um, and the, but the unique thing and the, the valuable thing for us is, uh, again, being able to, once you do get that person online, you got that first seven or eight seconds. You know, I live in Texas, so uh, I'll throw another analogy out, right? It's like a it's like a bull rider. You got eight seconds to stay on the bull, right? And the bull is the prospect and the cowboy is the is the salesperson, right? So you got that eight seconds to to stay on and, 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 and you know, talk to that person. So having our tool set has actually been a, a great boon for a lot of, uh, you know, for a lot of companies. But we took several yeah. big steps back because we weren't a, a big company to start with. Um, and so it, like a lot of people, it really hit us. You know, Q2, yep. Q3 was really bad, you know, um, and, you know, Q4, we started, you know, we're, 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 um, we're going in the right direction. So it's uh, I think everybody has a different level of pain. So talk to us a bit about sales talk technologies and I'd like to know, uh, get a better understanding of who you're selling to within an organization and why is anybody giving you their hard-earned money? What's in it for them? Sure. Well, it's it's a WIIFM, right? So that's the radio station yep, yep. we'll play. So uh, I, I heard that, I hadn't heard that in a while and uh, uh, one of our sales consultants, <laughs> uh, Lloyd Lofton uses that all the time and I love it because it is what's in it for me, right? And and yep. um, so um, we have a couple of use cases in Alice. Um, so uh, again, we create um, uh, playbooks and what we call talk tracks um, for salespeople. And what we the, the advantage to us is we have an artificial intelligence. We have several patents. We use our AI engine to say, okay based on what we know, based on the persona of this particular prospect, this, yep. is the, this is the opening statement and the ongoing talk track that should be most relevant to that person, right, based on that persona. And that's a really big, you know, especially for SDRs and um, yeah. those development reps or early career people, what to say is very, very, and that's one of the modules we call is actually what to say. Um, is is a very very important uh, first step, right? Because yep. uh, most sales most salespeople and the interesting dynamic in sales today or in business today is at the tip of the spear, which is the most you know business development, which is the lifeblood of every company getting new business, is, yep. is even to the least experienced person on the team, right? Because they're cold calling all day every day is a hard job, and it sucks in a yep. lot. It sucks a lot of times. And so yeah. um, you have young people who don't have a lot of experience, don't have a lot of confidence, 
and you know they're given a script that they memorize and when yep. you talk to somebody and you spout a memorized script it sounds memorized and the next time you hear yeah. it's so that's why people are looking at us because we provide an engine uh, a very dynamic engine and the fuel that that um, runs that engine is sales content so that's you know that's the other thing is you know you have to evolve at the speed of business so the message that i delivered last week may be different than this week because things have yep. changed you know all those types of things have changed and so people are really seeing especially in the work from home um you know the other thing people are recording all their sales calls to you know today we have a methodology to help track all the different things that are said during that conversation the sequence that they set them in and the duration of that time so that i as a sales leader can go back in and say okay michael i heard you talk to uh to joe blow over here and it was a 10-minute call um you spent three minutes in overcoming objections and that happened about four minutes and 32 seconds in that conversation i go back to that recording and go straight to 432 i listen to that yep. one part of the call and so i'm able to coach so you know having these tools available to you because everything is remote is 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 something that people are looking to say yeah i need these enablement enablement tools yeah absolutely well it, it's at that crucial point, and we've almost got it backwards where we're thinking we need a bigger funnel, the top of the funnel. We, meet, we need more activity, and we need to get more qualified leads. Let's put our most junior people with the least amount of experience right there. And those people that we have been doing it for the past 10, 15, 20 years, let's have them jump in at the very end. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, the, the, the interesting thing is, right, and, and we've talked about, uh, um, we can talk about this a little bit more, but, you know, saying the wrong thing a hundred times a day, hmm. that's, that's, you know, that's, that's terrible. Why would you expect, now, um, you know, some people say, well, that's practice, and that's how you get better, uh, right? I, I heard, I heard, a I really wise, yeah, I, I heard a really <laughs> wise guy say that to me the other day. Well, you know what? <laughs> we are we are compensated on performance and so yeah while yeah. i'm practicing that person that's getting no a hundred times a day they're going to burn out really really quickly okay so if yeah. i can give that person a leg up right yeah. and get that person so to me it's another interesting thing you know we've all heard the term crm right and for most salespeople, that's a that's an ugly term because that means yeah. you know they have to you know, it's data entry, that's what it is. Well, yeah, well, because it's something that's done to salespeople, not for salespeople, right? It's something that reports the news. It doesn't help them make the news, right? So yep. instead of customer relationship management software, I want to provide something that makes people competent, relevant, and memorable on every call. Because that's mm -hmm. what you need to do, right? So if I can give that person making that same hundred calls, Right. And they have maybe five conversations and they have maybe one, um, you know, they have one lead that that's turned over. If I can double that, what would that mean? You know, so that's that that top of the funnel, it, it doesn't go like this. It maybe goes more, you know, along those lines because it's all about conversions. Um, mm -hmm. And the other thing that we do, we have a, a what we call the story so far, and it's an interaction chronicle that um, um, 
that captures every interaction that we have with the prospect from the first one on. And so the other challenge is, is that, okay, these great little, these uh, SDRs, they, they work their butt off and they get this, they get the appointment. And it's turned over to the AE, right? The guy who's been there 10, 15 years. Um, I've never heard a sales rep in AE say, oh man, I really messed up on this deal. I wasn't prepared. I wasn't, you know, this guy and the other thing. It's, it's, it's on me, you know, yeah. and maybe just the people that work for me, but it's always been, man, those stupid SDRs. It was a crappy lead. You know, we just need the, you know, <laughs> the Glengarry Glenn Ross, right? I just need the good leads. And that, I don't know what the hell these people are doing as a waste <laughs> So yeah. we, we do basically a baton handoff and it's like a relay race, right? That most relays are lost between the first and second leg because that's where the baton's dropped because you haven't, you haven't really gotten the timing gone. You know, you, 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 the race, you know, there's a timing in the race and all that kind of stuff. And, and as you go along, the timing's done. So that, that passing of the baton from the first person that gets that first appointment to the second one is, is keenly important. And that's, that's really where we help because you're right. Yep. Companies spend all kinds of money finding who's who at the zoo. Right. And then these cadence products, how often do we, do we contact them? Is it by email? Is it by video, whatever, all important parts, but that one critical part, when I actually get to talk to somebody, what do I say? Yeah. So, um, uh, thank you for letting me do the extended commercial for sales talk. I appreciate it. <laughs> no worries, man. I, I enjoy that stuff because I, I, I'm dealing with the same stuff on a daily basis when I'm having conversations, doing my cold calls, um, maybe warm calls because I'm typically warming those up with conversations and connections and things like that. But it still matters what you say, if anybody actually ever answers their phone these days, what you say on those voice messages what you say in that initial conversation, all of that is very important. And, and all the while maintaining a certain level of humanity and trying to make sure that nobody catches your uh, commission breath. So yeah, I get that. <laughs> exactly. And, 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 you know, it's, it's just uh, uh, no matter who you are or how long you've been doing it, we can all, we can all use help. Right. And I, I actually talked to uh one of our partner reps um, yesterday, and he's been doing this for um, it's a company called Connect Leader, who's one of our partners, and they have a power dialer that helps people connect a lot more uh, often than um, you would just by dialing, dialing for dollars yourself. He said, look, yeah. I, know, I know what to say. I've been selling Connect Leader for seven years. I know what to say, but, you know, I could use help on follow-up, you know, talk tracks on remembering what I said to somebody six months ago, because I've talked to about 300 people since then. So there's a lot of use cases. And I would tell salespeople, you know, um, I have three truths about salespeople. And because I am one, I can say this. So number one, we are coin operated. Number two, we're like water. <laughs> we take the path of least resistance. And number three, we can only remember three things at once and two of them are compensation related. Right. And so those are those are three truths about salespeople, at least in my experience. And, and a lot of people say, well, no, that's not true. That's kind of old time. It, it, I, I say it um, tongue in cheek. But I think yeah. most salespeople, the last thing they want to do is embrace a new tool because yeah. like CRM, oh, crap, this doesn't do me any good. This is for this is for the, the company. Right. Yeah. Embrace, you know embrace things that can help you get better because doing things the way you did it is not going to work. 
you have to continue to evolve. No matter what you're saying, selling, or what you're doing, use the use the tools yeah. that are available to you because there's a lot of them, and and you have to be you have to be innovative, right? And so um, the way we connected was very innovative on your on your part, right? And I'm I'm really <laughs> enjoying enjoying the relationship. So it does work, and you have to yeah. be you have to be open to new things. So. Yep. Absolutely. Totally agree. Well, man, I think we're just about at the end here. Um, anything else that I did not ask you about that maybe you wanted to talk about? Because again, these types of calls more often than I just really enjoy talking shop. Um, you know, I'm trying to. Uh, I'm trying to think. You know, we there, there's so many different things to uh, to talk about. I would. I would just say, look, now is the time where we all need to help each other, help each other. Right? We're at an extremely divisive um, point in our history, and yeah. um, it's it's very disconcerting levels. Technology has brought people very very close together. But sometimes it's too close. And um, uh, all I would say is, you know, if if you are a um, a senior person or you know either a sales leader or uh, you know somebody who has been selling as an individual contributor for a while, reach out, find somebody that you can help. It'll do you a lot of good. It will do them a lot of good, right? And just take the time and the and the energy to make someone else better, because during the course of that, you're going to make yourself better, too. So that's what I would just right say. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, not, not to try and plug you once again, but it sounds like that's what your organization is doing is making sales executives more effective at with the, what to say, when to say it, how to say it. To, to just give them more wins because especially at the top of that funnel, incremental improvements make a very big difference at the bottom of that funnel. So, Absolutely. Totally so appreciate we're, that. We're, our, actually, we're www.salesrelevance.com, right? So I have to put that plug in there. So we're all about being yeah. in sales. So Michael, I there really appreciate the opportunity, man. It was great. I really enjoyed it. We'll have to talk again soon. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thank you for joining us on the Sales Career Leveling Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and if you would be so kind, share this podcast with a fellow sales professional. If you are a sales professional and would like to connect, have a guest, and or topic suggestion, please find Chris Stinson and Michael G. Cox on LinkedIn or email careerleveling at gmail.com.